Welcome to the podcast of Life Church in Houston, Texas. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope that this message inspires your week, builds your faith, and ultimately brings you closer to Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. And so here we go. We're going to preach today about this Christmas gift of great joy. Now we started... And this series is all about Christmas gift. And we started at the uh, first service where we talked about how we have hope. We, our hope is in Jesus Christ. And a big part of our Christmas story is the fact that we now live in an incredible spirit of hope. Uh, we also, the following Sunday, talked about peace of God. Last Sunday, uh, I was in Friendswood. We preached about peace and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, and today we're going to be talking about how this Christmas gift that we receive at Christmas time, the birth of Jesus Christ, brings us great joy. Everybody say great joy. Great joy. I, I want to read a passage of scripture, Luke chapter 2 and verse number 10, and the angel here is reassuring them. I'm going to talk about the them in a few minutes. It's the shepherds that are in the field but the angel uh, reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Great joy to all people. Now, I know that during Christmas time, we see a lot of these signs, right? We see joy. Everywhere we go, there's a sign that says joy. This happens to be my wife's uh, sign. I purchased it for her a couple of years ago, and when I told her that I was going to use it uh, for a sermon illustration, uh, she said, be careful. <laughs> so I'm being careful. And, and, and joy, I mean, this really is awesome, just to have joy, and it is a joyful time of the year. Uh, there are fewer um, incidents on the freeway. There, there's still people that get mad, but there are fewer incidents on the freeway. The <laughs> The, the grocery store seems to be a, a little more civilized and a few more smiles and, and uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just a happy time of the year. It is a time where it seems like uh, people have joy. H however, I believe that just plain old joy, and, and when I talk about plain old joy, I'm talking about the kind of joy that you get when you, you know, um, eat cheese enchiladas. I mean, that type of joy is not really something that is um, uh, what we're talking about when we talk about the joy that comes at Christmas. That, that, that kind of joy is good, but, but the problem is eating cheese enchiladas doesn't give me joy forever. Uh, eventually that joy fades and I start craving cheese enchiladas again. And, and it's just, um, uh, just the thing that I want to say is that when we just talk about joy, it really undersells what Christmas is all about and the glory of Christmas. Now, in the book of Matthew and in the book of Luke, we have the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. And those two uh, writers really kind of go into detail. And, and what I love about the story is they, they tell it from two different viewpoints and they uh, have different details that they give. Matthew will say some things and and then Luke will say something else, and we piece the story together by reading the two of them, and, 
And, and, and I love that. I love that there's different points that are brought out from different points of view. But, but the, the thing that they agree on, and it's a very important part, a point, in my opinion, is that Christ's coming is not just a coming that brings joy, but according to both of them, it is something that brings great joy. Everybody say great joy. So let's replace the joy and let's start thinking about the great joy that we should be embracing. Christmas, the, the birth of Jesus Christ, is not about temporary joy. It's not about something that we should be happy about or celebrate for just a few hours during the year. It is something that goes beyond that. It is beyond a temporary or an earthly joy. You see, and, and temporary joy is something that we love and we experience, and, and, and it takes place in the physical world. It takes place when, when different things happen that bring joy to us. Different, I mean, the whole city of Houston, just a few months ago, we were full of joy because the Astros won the World Series. I mean, that was a joyful time. Uh, now, when baseball season starts back up next year, if the Astros start 0-14, there's not going to be a lot of joy. It's temporary. You know, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type of joy, whereas the great joy that was promised us on Christmas, according to what the Scripture says, it isn't about the hype. It isn't about the emotions. And I know that Christmas time can bring a lot of great emotions of warmth and of family and of, of gifts, but but that's not the type of joy that lasts. It's not based on circumstances. You see, when the angels are talking to the shepherds and they talk about this great joy, they're talking about something that is supernatural. The, the first Christmas joy was not just a smile on the face and, and warm and, and tender greetings to people around you. It was something supernatural. It was that the, the word had become flesh. It was the long-awaited Savior being born, the Son given, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, is being birthed. And, and as the angels are visiting these shepherds and, and, and herald the arriving, the arrival of of, of the Savior, this is what they say. I bring you good news of great joy. J just turn to your neighbor and say, great joy. It's great joy. But what, what makes this joy so great? It's all there in the scripture because when we read Luke chapter two and verse number 14, it says, glory to God in the highest heavens and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. So the first thing that we see about this great joy is it goes to great heights. It, it reaches all the way from the face of the earth to the heights of heaven, to the, the highest place that we could even imagine. The birth of Jesus Christ not only amazed these shepherds that are hearing the news, but it was something that even the host of heaven, they were amazed at this incredible news and this 
incredible announcement that the the king of kings and the great God of glory would be uh, manifest in flesh, that, that the incarnation of Christ of God would take place and and they're amazed. I mean, the angels had seen him in his glory. The the Bible is full of of examples of how the angels in heaven see God in his glory and now to think that he would come as a a, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. It is a, a joy that just is beyond their understanding. This, this joy not only reaches to the highest heights, but it also goes to the greatest lengths. The, the Christmas joy is a good news of great joy, and it's for all people. It's for everyone. Today is for everybody on the face of the earth, this great joy. Not, not just for the kings and, and not just for high-ranking officials or, or people that are rich. It's for everyone. As a matter of fact, the, the announcement is being made to the lowly shepherds. It's, it's an announcement that's being made to men that seem to be um, outside of the realm of the influential. It's, it's the guys that are in the nighttime far in the hills watching over what seems to be something that is insignificant. And the news is coming and it's going to great lengths. I'm thankful that that joy was not quarantined to the little town of Bethlehem and they had a few days of celebration, but it was a great joy that was extended and offered to all nations and to all people. And even today, we have that great joy. Amen. Even today... We have that joy of the birth of Jesus Christ. It goes to great heights. It goes to great lengths, and it goes to great depths. Here is a joy that is greater than every fear. It is greater than the worst grief. It is deeper than any sorrow, deeper than any pain. And, and, and as the angel is making the announcement, these, this angel appears to these shepherds. And, and of course, they were full of fear. I, I don't blame them. I have a feeling that all of us would be in the same situation. If, if a heavenly being appeared here today, we would all be a fearful. And, and they were afraid. But the angel comes and, 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 and says, fear not. This joy is greater than the fear that this world holds, the uncertainty that this world holds. This, this great joy comes to a world of great sin, of great fear, of great sorrow, of great suffering. That's what the depth of that sin is, that it reaches to the very depths of our needs today. From his birth in Bethlehem to his death on the cross, this joy was great enough to be born in obscurity. He was laid in a manger. He lived his life with no place to lay his head. He would be rejected by his people. He would be delivered over to the authorities. He would be betrayed by his own friends. But let me tell you something about this great joy. It could not be stamped out. It could not be stopped. It could not be hindered.
by the betrayal, by the lying witnesses, by the friends who abandoned, by the torture and the humiliation of the cross. No, it was too high. It was too long. It was too deep even for death itself. I'm talking about the great joy that comes with the birth of Jesus Christ. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving for this incredible great joy that he has given? And this great joy is not fleeting. It is with us to the end. It it strengthens us in every fear that we have. It, It comforts us in all of our grief. It it protects us in our pain and our suffering and it fights alongside us in all of our battles. It's hard to understand, but that's why Paul said, always be joyful. What do you mean, Paul? How can we always be joyful? That's why James says, count it all joy when you fall into these different trials and situations. How can that be? Because the great joy that we're talking about is not dependent on the things that are around us, but it is sealed in our heart because we know who Jesus is and we live for him today. Amen. I am thankful for this great joy that came to us at Christmas. A joy. I mean, there's something that we want to live by. Our life family, that's one of our big values is that we choose joy. And I'm not talking about the fake joy that we plaster on our face at times. I'm talking about the choosing of joy that is deep inside of our heart. We want to live in that great joy. So so how do we do that? How do we actually live in the great joy? I, I want to again tell you the difference. There is a joy that is temporary. It is event driven. It is a gift received. It is a time off from school, a time off of work, whatever it may be. There is something that is temporary in our life that brings momentarily joy. I I understand that and I'm thankful for that and I, I cherish all of those moments. But there is also a great joy, a great joy that is a supernatural joy that the world didn't give to us and the world can't take away from us. It's a joy that keeps on following Jesus in the face of opposition. When it seems like everything in the world is against us, great joy says, I'll keep following him because he is the one that has changed my life. It is a joy that holds steadfast to the faith that is in us in the face of the enemy. It is a joy that sings and praises God in the midnight hours, no matter what's going on around us and what battles we are fighting. So I just want to give you three points today. They're there in your sermon notes on how we can live in this great joy. Number one, we have to move towards great joy. Amen. We have to move towards great joy. You know, there is a process of walking through life that many people never comprehend. And that process is we learn to walk with the purpose of what God has for our life. Many people in this world, their journey through life is just drifting. 
from one incident to another, from one circumstance to another, from one situation to another. And if we're truly wanting to live in the great joy that God has for us, we have to move towards that. That has to be a part of the plan that we put in our life that we want to live in this joy that has been promised us all the way back in Luke chapter 2. And the, and the thing that we have to do is we have to make up our mind, we're going to go through the process, whatever that takes, to receive the joy. Now, I'm not for sure where it started, but there was a group of wise men that saw a star. And when they saw the star, according to Matthew chapter 2 and 10, they were filled with joy. There was something that stirred inside of them and these wise men had to make a journey. They had to move from the place they were at and go find where this one named Jesus was being born, this, the, the one that the star was leading them to. And, and I would just encourage everybody in the room, everybody in Houston, everybody in Friendswood, it is time for you to take your next step. We, we believe that. We believe so firmly at Life Church that God has a next step for each of us. I, I don't know that God ever has a time where he says, okay, that's it. Just sit back and relax. I believe that God is constantly dealing with us and, and ca calling for us to come deeper and to know him in a greater way. I, I don't believe that there's retirement from living from God. I, I'm, I'm glad that there is retirement from the physical jobs we have, but there's no retirement from living for God and following Jesus Christ. And, and it's a next step that we had to take. And we, we want that. We, we have a belief here, a, a firm uh, conviction in our heart that, that the first step is for you to just know who God is. There's a lot of people that don't know God. They believe in him. That if, you, if you ask them, they'll say, oh, yeah, I believe that there's a God. But there is a big difference in, in knowing or understanding that there is a God and actually knowing him, getting into that place where, where you understand what he wants for your life. We, we believe that first step of knowing God is so important. And as you get to know him, it will lead you to some understanding about your own life. And you know what you'll see? You'll see that there are places in your life that you need to find some freedom in. Some things that have you bound. Some things that have, that have wrapped their arms around you and that you need to be set free from. And, and, and listen, that's why we have these incredible uh, life groups called Freedom. They're amazing and, and I would encourage you to find freedom. We want you to discover life. We want you to, uh, the purpose of Discover Life is to help you get on this journey of, of moving into the purpose that God has for you. And ultimately, we desire for everyone to make a difference in the world around them. That's what we believe that God wants for us. Now, at the beginning of the year, we, we are going to go all in on just taking that journey with the Lord, of asking the Lord to change us and rearrange us. And, and, and we have some incredible discipleship life groups that are, that are going to be introduced at the first of the year. I know that normally our life group semester is about 12 to 13 weeks. We're, we're actually introducing some discipleship courses that are year-round and and really helps you dig deep into 
the things that God wants for your life. I, I want you to listen to me. This is what I believe. I believe that great joy is living the life that God created you to live. That's where great joy comes from. Great joy comes from living in the purpose of your moment of your life that God has created you to live. And, and we've said this around here for years, and we believe it today that the best life that you could ever live is not the life that you create, not the life that you somehow uh, put together through career or through talents, but the, the very best life that you could ever live is the life that God created you to live and the purpose that God created for you to live. And, and, and so I'm encouraging you uh, as we go into to 2023 to join with us in the time of, of prayer and fasting. Start seeking for that life that God has called you to live and, and, and move towards this great joy. Sometimes when we are moving to great joy, it may involve tears. I, I have talked to many people over just the last six weeks that, that it seems like their life is in shambles. It seems like their life is, is falling apart. And, and I've talked to people, and as I've talked to them, I have seen tears roll out of their eyes. And, and, and listen, I don't want anybody to go through those type of situations. I want people to, to find happiness and joy, but, but I want you to know something that sometimes when I see the gift of God, the movement towards it may involve tears in my life. This is what the scripture says in Psalms chapter 30 and verse number five, for his anger lasts only for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, Sometimes there's weeping. Sometimes there's nights that we go through, and I don't believe that's just a few hours of a night. I think it's talking about seasons of our life. Any, anybody ever spent a season in your life when there was tears? I know that I have. But listen to what the Scripture promises us. But joy comes with the morning. There is a movement there from night to morning. There is a decision that we make to leave the night behind and start walking in the morning that the Lord has provided for us. So I want you to know something today that God is with you in the tears that you're crying. Does anybody believe that? God is with you in the tears that you're crying. So don't give up. Don't give up. So sometimes this movement towards great joy starts with grief. It's, it starts with mourning. It starts with the loss. It starts with the, the, something that has been destroyed. And, and Jesus said it like this in John 16 and 20. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. I want you to know that God is with you in the middle of your grief, that in the middle of your suffering, I know that I'm talking to people that are carrying some grief that they can't hardly walk under. They can't hardly keep up with. And, and I just want you to know something. There is a great joy. <laughs> there may not be anything in this world that can put a smile on your face, but there is 
a savior that can put contentment in your heart and his name is Jesus and he's with you in the midst of your grief. So we have to move towards great joy. I just preached this. I've just studied it. I've just read it. I've been thinking about it and I just want you to know that in my own life, I've made the decision that every day of my life, I'm going to move not just towards joy. I'm not going to get up in the morning and say, what will make me happy? I'm going to move towards great joy. God, what is your purpose for my life? And what do you want to accomplish in my life? I'm going to move. The second thing is, when we see that great joy, we have to take it up. We have to pick it up. We have to receive it. The scripture going back to Luke chapter 2, verse 10 through 12, the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I will bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. There is a recon recognizing. There, there's something that we're going to recognize that will help us to come to that place. We have to pick it up. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Well, okay, the angel gave very specific directions. This is how you find it. When he says a manger, these, these shepherds knew exactly what he was talking about. I mean, Bethlehem is a small town. Some say that it was about 600 people. If there was a manger there, everybody that lived in the village knew where this was at. They knew what the angels were talking about. But, but how do I find it today? Do I find that joy by, by working harder? I, I, I'll just work. I'll just work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that joy. I'm going to grind through life until I find joy. That, there's not many joyful workaholics in the world that I know. <laughs> That's not, that's not how you receive it. You, you, you can't work hard enough to get joy. Is it something that happens by luck? You know, hey, maybe it's like the lottery and one day I'll walk in. And, and, and listen, I've read enough stories that tell how people that win the lottery, most of them, their life is ruined. They're not happy. I, I believe that I could change that if the Lord wills, but... but Just joking. It, it doesn't happen by luck. We, we, we don't have, it, it isn't found in the things of this world. And, and this is what I have seen as a pastor that many people spend their life looking for these great joys in, in different relationships. I, I know people that go from relationship to relationship to relationship. And, and the moment that something gets out of whack in their relationship, Instead of saying, I'm going to work, I'm going to change, I'm going to find out, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to see how this can be healed, the relationship is broken. Some people look for joy in their career. They, they work hard, they climb the ladder, they make their achievements. Some, some people, it's all about the scorecard of material possessions. Well, I got this car and I've got this house and I go here and I do that. Some people are constantly looking for joy in their lustful desires and they give themselves over to what's in the heart and instead of listening to the Lord, some people try to find joy through uh, abuse of 
a substance of alcohol, drugs. I, I, I've seen that. I, I've seen some people that just walked around always wanting affirmation from others, wanted to gain more knowledge, to, to go on the next vacation. And, and yes, vacations are times of relaxing, but they don't bring great joy. I, and I'll tell you why. Because we go on vacations to get away from our problems, and the biggest problem is our, va- our problem goes with us. Because we're normally our biggest problem. I can't take a vacation from myself. We think joy is going to come through an amount of money that we have in our mind or in retirement or whatever else. But this is what I have found with people that only seek for joy in those areas. Instead of joy, it's misery that they have. Instead of joy, it's agony or loneliness or or rejection. I've seen people that have sought joy in so many areas and haven't been able to find it and instead they are full of discouragement or even depression. This is what I would like for everybody in this room to know. The angels didn't appear to the shepherds and say, it's gonna cost you this or you have to do this. This great joy is a gift. It is sent. We have to pick it up. It is not created from within us. It is not created by our activities. It is something that is given to us. It is God's love. I, I know that, that many people, when, when the gifts start uh, piling up, they, they go and see which one has their name on it. This particular gift I've carried around for three weeks and and I don't know how many people have asked me, is there really something in there? It's mainly the kids. Like, is that for me? And like, no, this is my gift. <laughs> of course, it's only air inside of it, so I don't, uh, I don't want to disappoint them. But this is the gift that God has given us. Every one of us, our name is on that gift. It, it wasn't just for a certain few. Every one of us have this gift that is given to us. It is personal And you have to take it up. You have to make your mind up. I am going to let God do something in my life to change me so that I can live in that great joy. Move towards it. Let's just move towards it. Let's let's take it up all of the time. Take up this incredible gift and let it live in our hearts. The love of God, the work of God in our life. I want to go beyond joy to great joy. And the last point is suddenly great joy. I, I, I think about the shepherds and my mother loved to tell the story of the angels appearing to the shepherds. And I, I remember growing up and just listening to that story and how much, how, how meaningful it was. And, and, and this year I got to thinking about these shepherds and these shepherds, they, they didn't know that the angel Gabriel had appeared to Mary. They didn't know the story of this this woman that was a virgin and, and, hey, Mary, you're going to become with child and and it's the Holy Spirit overshadowing you and you're going to bring forth a a son. And they they didn't know that. They they didn't know that. They they were unaware of, of Joseph's dream and how the angel spoke to him. They, they, they probably were not thinking about Isaiah's prophecy on that particular night, and, and, and they may have not even known that the manger 
was being turned into a birthing room. They, these things were, were mysteries to them, unknown to them, things that they didn't understand. You, you know what the, the, these shepherds were doing? They were living life. They were just going through life. As a matter of fact, I think that they probably weren't living a very good life. I mean, they're working the night shift as shepherds separated from everyone. I, I don't know about you, but, but sleeping outside is just not my idea of a good life. For, for all of you camping enthusiasts, knock yourself out. I, I love to camp. I camp at Holiday Inn. I camp at Hampton Inn. That, that's my camping. But, you know, th these guys, this was their life. At, at the evening time, they, they were going out into the hills and they were watching these sheep. Th this is what the scripture says. That night, there were shepherds. Luke 2, 8 and 9. Staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep, guarding, on guard. And listen to what the scripture says. Suddenly, suddenly, will you just say that with me? Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. Don't be afraid. I, I'm not, I've already read the next one. I don't, I don't want to leave it if they were terrified. They, the angel says, don't be afraid. But just think about this. Think about them going through their life and suddenly the Lord shows up. I, I don't know about you, but it just gives me hope that no matter what my day is, that no matter what's going on in my life, that God can show up. And when he shows up, he brings great joy. Suddenly, right now, right here, God can do something new in your life. Because the great joy doesn't fade away. It, it's not a sign that we put up during the Christmas holidays and and then, okay, let's put it back in the closet until, or the attic in our case, until the next year. No, it's a great joy that is here that stays with us. This, this is what the prophet Isaiah said about this great joy. All right, then. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Now, this prophecy that was given 700 years before the birth of Christ, as Joseph is considering all of the things that have been told him, an angel of the Lord appears to him in Matthew chapter 1, starting there in verse number 20. And the angel appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. I have to have a Savior, and here he is provided. 
all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive. She will bear a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. You're talking about great joy to know that wherever I walk and wherever I go, God is with me. And that means that any moment, suddenly something can shift and change in my life because I am connected to the mighty God. Every year, we put out this nativity scene. This nativity scene is, it's been in our family for a while. I'm not sure how long. I should have asked Nancy how long it was in our family, but it's been there a while. And and, and the kids and the grandkids, and, and now Imogene is old enough to, to walk and be able to see this nativity scene. And there's these big camels, and there's, there's the sheep, and there's the shepherds, and there's, a, there's Joseph and Mary and the wise men. And, and in the middle, there's this little bitty figurine that is a manger, and lying in the manger is this little bitty Jesus. And we'll be in the kitchen, and she'll come in with Jesus in her hand. And we say, I'm a Jean. Go put Jesus back where he belongs. She knows. She'll go put him back. But then we'll be in the living room. She'll come in with Jesus in her hand. And she just takes Jesus with her everywhere. And we're constantly saying, go put Jesus back where he belongs. But the truth of it is, I think I'm a Jean knows more about it than we do. It's Emmanuel, God with us. He is not a baby in a manger. He is the mighty God that walks with us every day of our life. I I want my wife to come up and she's going to lead us in a chorus. This this great gift of Jesus. This this is the way the psalmist said it. I, I want to just give you a little bit, a little bit of context here. David, who was a great king, was also an adulterer. David, who was a great king, who also made sure that the husband of the wife that he had committed adultery with was murdered. He's the one that says in verse number 11, you will show me the path of life in your presence. Is fullness of joy. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've gone through. Suddenly, the presence of God can change that. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I'd like for us to stand here, League City, Houston, Friendswood, everybody to stand. And and I want Nancy to sing this chorus. And um, if you want to sing with her, let's just sing and think about What joy comes in the presence of the Lord. In His presence, there's fullness of joy. And at His right hand, pleasures forever.
presence of the Almighty. That's where it's at. I just pray today that if you're listening to me, you will stop searching for joy in all of the things that are fleeting. All of the things that don't last. And learn to live in the great joy that comes through Jesus Christ. It, it, it's, it's your decision. The wise men traveled. Mary believed. Shepherds visited. Joseph said yes. It, it's, a, it's a moment. It's a great faith moment on your part. That, that's what you need to understand. It's you opening your heart to see this great joy that God has for you. And just let God give you one of those suddenly moments. Let God do that. Pastor, you don't know what I'm dealing with. God knows. Pastor, you don't see what I've gone through the last couple of months. God knows. God has seen it. He's seen the tears. He's seen the fights. He's seen the... Firings. You've seen the loss of friendships, loved ones, whatever it is, in His presence, there's fullness of joy. 
in, in his hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And, and as the prayer team comes to this campus, all of the campuses, I, I just want to challenge you at this moment. Don't leave this place without purposing in your heart that I am going to find that great joy and that's what I'm going to live in. And I'm no longer going to let my life be ripped here and there over the circumstances that I've been caught up in. There are some, and I just feel the Holy Ghost to stay here for a few minutes. There are some that that's all you have talked about for the last six months is the circumstance that you're in. And I know, I know that many times those circumstances are overwhelming and that's the only thing that we can think about. But I say this morning in faith, lift up your eyes to the one that brings help. Let him suddenly appear in the situation and rescue you. I want to pray before I close and the prayer team is here at the front at all of the campuses and and if you want that, if you've wrestled and you've been searching and and you need a suddenly moment or you maybe need to move towards that great joy, then, then come let our prayer team pray for you and let's believe that even this day, this incredible gift of great joy is for all people. All people. That means that it's for you. Lord, thank you so much for this day that you have given us. Thank you, dear Lord, for this incredible story. This story that goes beyond imagination, fairy tale, mythology. There is a reality to this story. It was on a certain day. It was in a certain city. And it came to a certain people, to all people. And I just pray right now, dear Lord, for everyone that is wrestling, struggling, fighting, that they would struggle well, God. That they would know that there is a great joy that you give that, that helps them through those battles and that, that even today someone would take a step towards you, that travel towards you, move towards you, and that that great joy would be alive in their hearts, oh God. That's what we pray in this moment. I ask it in Jesus' name. Let us move towards you and let that great joy be alive in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Amen. amen.